bad for a lady at 90. <laughs> yeah, I know.
service continues on the front page of our booklet. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his people now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. and everlasting God, increase in us the gifts of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may obtain what you promise. Make us love what you command, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the book of Joel. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the latter rain as before. The threshing floors shall be full of grain, the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I send against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I, the Lord, am your God, and there is no other. 
and my people shall never again be put to shame. Then afterward I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves, in those days I will pour out my spirit. I will show portents in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be those who escape, as the Lord has said, and among the survivors shall be those whom the Lord calls. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
the second letter of Paul to Timothy. As for me, I am already being poured out as a libation, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. From now on there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous God, will give me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for this appearing. At my first offense, no one came to, to my support, but all deserted me. May it not be counted against them, but the Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might heed it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and save me for this heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel hymn this morning is 398. We'll sing the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the third one after. Please stand and join with me in singing hymn 398. Um. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus told his parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, 
but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In my previous parish, I had a junior warden who was both a psychiatric nurse practitioner and the mother of two sons. And Bambi would often talk about the fact that when her boys were growing up, inevitably they would start a conversation about someone else in school and ask or question their sexuality. And Bambi, being the mother that she was and the therapist as well, would look at them and say, now boys, remember this. The only person's sexuality you have to worry about is your own. As I think about that comment that she made to her boys, I think there's another comment that comes off of that in light of this morning's gospel, and that is to each and every one of us. The only person's spirituality and salvation that we need to worry about is our own. And I say this in light of this morning's gospel, which is so easy to look at as we think through this parable and come to the logical conclusion. A Pharisee, just by the mere fact that he's a Pharisee, bad. Somehow tax collector, good. That is in direct opposition to first century reality when it is the tax collector who is kind of perceived as the lowest of the low because he was seen as a turncoat. One who worked on behalf of the emperor to collect the taxes from the people. And the Pharisees were the exalted members of their day and their society. And so it seems as if Jesus is setting us up to look at this dichotomy and say, okay, it's not about being proud, it's about being humble. It's not about being a Pharisee that was legalistic, it's about the tax collector who had contrition. And on some level, this is true, especially in light of the term that we hear towards the end, that the tax collector went home justified. But Amy Jill Levine, who is a current New Testament scholar, 
who by birth and practice is a Jew. In her reading of this passage and looking at the interpretation of the word that talks about went home on his own, believes that there is a misinterpretation or a loss in the nuance of the original language. For as she searches that specific word through, she believes that it's not that one went home justified over the other, but both together went home justified. And that perhaps the reality is about the humbling of the Pharisee is the mere fact that, like so many of us, we'll be surprised who we'll find when we get to heaven someday. It's true, we do tend to worry and wonder who's in and who's out. But I also look at today's parable and look at it from the perspective also of the parable of the prodigal son, because there you kind of feel a reverse tug in who we have compassion for. This morning, we find ourselves having compassion for the tax collector, humble and begging for mercy. But for many of us, when we read the prodigal son in the end, we relate to and have compassion for the older brother. The one who looks at his father after his younger brother has returned home and basically says, why have I done all this for you all these years? I'm the one who has worked hard. I am the one who has followed the rules. And this screw up of a brother of mine comes back and you offer him the fatted calf. You celebrate his return and have nothing done nothing for me instead. Basically what it comes down to is what my mother often heard from me when I was getting punished when my brother started something. It's not fair. And yet, even in the story of the prodigal son, it's not about one being loved more than the other. It's not about one being more worthy than the other. Both sons, in the end, are worthy. Both sons are loved and accepted fully and restored. Both sons have access to the inheritance of his father. And so if Professor Levine is correct in her analysis of the language. In this parable, the same reality, the same thrust is coming through. Both are justified before God. That's hard for us to hear in this world. When we live so hard and work so hard to measure up, to figure out what is the way to be. When we live in a world that is all about transaction and ticking off the boxes, in a world where we are so goal-oriented and all of that pressure on our shoulders, we have to ask this question in light of Levine's statement. What's the point? 
Why is it that if we work hard in the vineyard, sacrifice on behalf of Christ, live a life following the rules, what's the point if someone else can get in just by merely saying, have mercy on me? I think as we ask that question, we may be missing the point of the thrust of our faith. We're losing sight of what God's love for this world is truly about. Yes, we live in the world, and we carry the burden of measuring up. We carry the burden of knowing, have we done enough when in reality with this world, there isn't ever a point when we can do enough when we can be good enough. And so we walk out there tired and weighed down by the burden of this world. And here, with God, we find the one place where we find out maybe we're not good enough, but we're loved enough. I love the words of Matthew. Come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Each week, when we walk through these doors, each day when we go into our rooms to pray, we are given the opportunity to let go of all the demands of the world of the worry of whether we've done enough or if we measure up, up or if we're good enough. And we place ourselves in the presence of one who has created us. Who even though in his sight says that we may not be good enough, says it's enough. For I offer you the gift of grace. I offer you my forgiveness for where you cannot make it. And through the cross, I open the doors for you to everlasting life and wholeness of love that only the divine can give. The Pharisee went home justified, though humbled, when he realized that the tax collector also went home justified because he sought mercy for what truly in the end justifies us before God is not what we do, not necessarily what we think, but truly what's on our heart. That is what God sees, and that is what God seeks from each and every one of us. And by the grace of God, that is enough. Amen. I invite you to please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. 
We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, with seeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give us all a reverence for the earth as our own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to, our honor, and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and learn and love one another as he loves you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, and spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We commend to your mercy all who have died, especially Raymond and Jan Janet Carney, Ben McCleary, and Barbell Humans, that your will may, be, may then be fulfilled, and we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for John and Jean Lockwood, Tom and Sheila Malcolm, and Bob and Sheila Mankey. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for all bishops that they may be 
that they may guard the faith, unity, and discipline of the church. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. prayer. And this morning I ask your continued prayers for the people of the Ukraine, that peace may prevail. We pray for all refugees throughout the world, that they may find a place of rest. We pray for those in Florida who have been affected by Hurricane Ian. Heavenly Father, you have promised to hear what we ask in the name of your Son. Accept and fulfill our petitions. We pray not as we ask in our ignorance, nor as we deserve in our sinfulness, but as you know and love us in your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves and the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Please be seated. I am really having one of those days. Uh, okay, hopefully we'll get through the service without major injury. So, um, anyway, uh, thank you um, to those who attended the Safe Church training yesterday. Four of our members um, were in Westerly for the morning, and I had the joy of teaching the course we continue to offer safe church training throughout the diocese. Um, I'm part of a team of two, um, diocesan um, assistant and deacon Marianne Mello is the other half of the team. And over the last uh, three trainings, we have trained well over 200 people from the diocese. There's also an ability to be trained online if you simply come and ask that you'd like to be trained. Um, I can set you up with the online training. Trust me, it's not as good as the live presentation. Uh, some can testify to that. But anyway, that said, uh, the question is who should be trained for Safe Church? The church requires that all vestry members, all youth leaders, all employees, all lay Eucharistic ministers and um, visitors should be trained in Safe Church. And basically, in the end, when you go through the whole list, 
we encourage everyone to be trained because by being trained, we become the eyes and ears of the church to prevent anything serious from happening here at St. Peter's. And what more could anyone ask than to know that our church is truly a safe place for everyone to worship and be part of. So again, thank you to the four who made it yesterday. And if you have been trained in safe church and are, there were five, I'm missing one. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, five that were trained. And also, um, if you have been trained, if your certification is more than three years old, please see me. There is a refresher course online that is available. So that's the safe church training. Uh, Debbie, <laughs> I know you have a big announcement to make. And Joan, did you have something to add? Joan? Uh, no. Okay, I thought you... Three or two events that are happening this week. Uh, Wednesday, one o'clock is our regular Wednesday. Did I say twelve o'clock or one? Our usual regular Wednesday, twelve p.m. Bible study that takes place by Zoom. We are going into the seventh chapter of Exodus. And if you wish to be part of that conversation, let me know. I will be glad to add you to the distribution list and send you out the weekly link to Zoom. Our Thursday evening Bible study, which is in the midst of the Gospel of Luke, is taking this week off because I will be leaving town Thursday morning to head up to Albany, New York, and get ready for the major event of wedding number two. And so um, I ask your prayers this week for wedding number two. All's quiet on the Western Front, but I'm not sure the Eastern Front is doing all that well. So please keep us in your prayers, and Kaylee and Sean as well, as we um, celebrate their commitment and marriage to each other on Saturday evening. On Sunday, Father Schweinsberg will be here as our celebrant, and Drake Douglas will be back from his reading and writing week. They're in midterms at Yale, and he will be our preacher. And so um, there will be um, Father Schweinsberg, who everyone loves, will be back for both services. While I am gone, the wardens are in charge. If there is a pastoral emergency that crops up during non-office hours, please call either John Hines or Allison Bateson-Tupin, and they will call the covering priest um, for the area, and most likely that will be uh, Mother Beth from St. Augustine's Church, and that information will be going out a little bit later today. Also this week on Saturday, where's Father Rafino? I think I saw him here somewhere. Father? There he is. Father Rafino is leading a discussion group at 11 o'clock on Saturday mornings. I hear it's been lively, and I know last week there were 18, and we were anticipating over 20 this week. Is that the case? <laughs> Was it a big crowd this week, Father? Was it a big crowd this week? Yeah, I'm afraid. Actually, I presented, uh, I think we've been covering some serious considerations, but it's been fun. <laughs> I really think it's been fun. And uh, if you want to spread the word, uh, I think uh, we're getting together and, and we're having fun, actually, not only deepening our understanding of what we believe and how we live, but um, I think it's fun. <laughs>
<laughs> so come join us. It's a, all of our events are open to anyone, all of our classes. Jump in, visit for a spell, and jump out as you need. And finally, Ron has an announcement of something he is putting together. Boy, I am really having a tough time. <laughs> God. Hi, <laughs> uh, I'm Ron Cowie, and my wife and I don't really do a whole lot for Thanksgiving. Instead, we stare at each other and question things. But so what we're doing this year is uh, <laughs> what we call kind of like a, a the, the nickname is a stray dog Thanksgiving. We're going to do it here. And it's just going to be like if you're alone or you don't feel like hanging out with the people you said you'd hang out with and you've eaten out. We're going to be making turkey. We're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner. And anyone's welcome. Just going to sign up. And we'll be here and early afternoon-ish home for football or whatever. Um, that doesn't sound very holy, but it is fun. And <laughs> uh, I'll be talking more about this later as I get a better idea of what it all entails. But you will get a decent meal and probably no hassle from anyone in the church. Oh, and John has an announcement to make in the back. So this morning I want to thank Bob and Emily for ushering, Brian for being our lay reader and Eucharistic minister. Also a thank you to Janessa Kent. She um, has brought food for um, coffee hour. Unfortunately she could not stay this morning. So if somebody would be willing to take it upon themselves at the end of coffee hour to clean up and put things away, it would be much appreciated. On that note, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good your vows to the Most High.
The Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and good and joyful to give you thanks, a holy God, source of life and fountain of mercy. You have filled us with all creation with your blessing and fed us with your constant love. You have redeemed us in Jesus Christ and knit us into one body. Through your spirit, you replenish us and call us to fullness of life. Therefore, joining with angels and archangels and with all the faithful of every generation, we lift our voices with all creation as we sing. Blessed are you, gracious God, creator of the universe and giver of life. You formed us in your own image and called us to dwell in your infinite love. You gave the world into our care that we might be your faithful stewards and show forth your bountiful grace. But we fail to honor your image in one another and in ourselves. We would not see your goodness in the world around us. And so we violated your creation, abused one another, and rejected your love. Yet you never ceased to care for us and prepared the way of salvation for all people. Through Abraham and Sarah, you called us into covenant with you. You delivered us from slavery, sustained us in the wilderness, and raised up prophets to renew your promise of salvation. Then, in the fullness of time, you sent your eternal word, made mortal flesh in Jesus, born into the human family and dwelling among us. He revealed your glory, giving himself freely to death on the cross. He triumphed over evil, opening the way of freedom and life. On the night before he died for us, our Savior Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. 
As supper was ending, Jesus took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Remembering his death and resurrection, we now present to you from your creation this bread and this wine. By your Holy Spirit, may they be for us the body and blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grant that we who share these gifts may be filled with the Holy Spirit and live as Christ's body in the world. Bring us into the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters, that with Peter, our patron, the Virgin Mary, and all your saints, past, present, and yet to come, we may praise your name forever. Through Christ, and with Christ, and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, to you be honor, glory, and praise forever and ever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your heart by faith with thanksgiving.
God of abundance, you have fed us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation. You have united us with Christ and one another, and you have made us one with all your people in heaven and on earth. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit, that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Christ our Savior. Amen. The wisdom of God, the love of God, and the grace of God strengthen you to be Christ's hands and heart in this world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I think I have a final hymn. Please stand and join in singing. 680. Of God our help in ages past. 680. <laughs>
us go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.